Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Certain Israelite groups out there 
not just Chris, Christianity in itself, but Israelite groups out there that's also teaching, um, saying that, you know, that Christ is out there, but yet they teach the doctrine according to the doctrine of men also. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Um, yeah, it looks real weird. Yeah, but like the brother was saying, um, <clears throat> is Christ divided? Like in part one, we was bringing out certain points, um, you know, about uh, there's different sets out here, like we just finished saying. And we understand that there's only one Christ. Um, but according to the world, they have them divided in so many different ways and sets and forms. And we said it last week about Christmas, December 25th. That's a way of uh, dividing Christ. You got um, Resurrection Day, Easter, which is going to the fertility goddess, um, you know, and uh, that's also going to astrology and all these other things, the Queen of Heaven, and that all equals up to the the way the Gentiles or the other nations follow, you know, their God. But for somehow, for some reason anyway, and they they took Christ's name and put Christ's name on their doctrine, and this is why we have different sets of different religions out here. Um, following, you know, their own belief or, or the doctrine of men, and they just put Christ's name up there. You found out what you needed? You straight? Yeah, we're going to oh, okay. just jump in it. Um, yeah, let's let's go start back up like we did last week with uh, First John's 4-1. Oh, First John, okay. Oh, I could check on this, too. I just thought about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I turned it off too. First John one and one because I didn't think we need it. Four. First oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> First John. Yeah, chapter four, verse one. <laughs> it reads, "Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world." So, this is a clear warning. It says. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit, whether they be of God. So, you know, the scriptures tell us to try the spirit, whether they are of God, because there's a lot of false prophets out in the world. It's very clear in what it's saying. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how do we try the spirit? There's uh, many examples in the scriptures, but but we're going to read two quick examples, Um, two quick things concerning that. Go to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. Yeah, and just read verse 13. All right, 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verse 13. And it reads, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man... Start at 12. Start at 12. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So so if we, if we deal with Christ, we receive that wisdom from him, from the most high Christ, right? But it says, which things also we speak. Not in words which men's wisdom teach. Because there's a lot of people out there that are teaching according to man's wisdom. And 
we're not saying there's anything wrong with dealing with man's wisdom because, you know, there are people that teach uh, about the Illuminati, which is all fine and good, you know, if you want to uh, deal with the understanding of Illuminati. Um, but you still have to be dealing with the doctrine of Christ. You know, you still have to be dealing with the doctrine of repentance. If you want to add that, you know, to a little bit of, uh, you know, something to get, you know, a little uh, appetizer on the side for brothers, you know, to, to, to know about, that's all fine and dandy. But the, the main focus still has to be the understanding of Christ mm-hmm. or what the gospel is bringing out. So, you know, because a lot of people deal with the wisdom of men, you know, they, they go into a lot of history. That's all fine and dandy if you're good, you know, you're good with history. We're not condemning nobody for that. Or, or if you uh, want to deal with different languages, you know, that's, you know, more power to you. Mm-hmm. But the main focus still needs to be the doctrine of Christ. That's what we need to be doing because the scriptures tell us we have to um, knowledge puff it up, but, but charity edified. And the edification comes in, in when you look up the word edification, it's going into uh, to, uh, instruction and in righteousness. Mm-hmm. So we have to instruct people on what they need to do in order to follow Christ, in order in order to repent and be and, and set the example Christ set. Because you you can know all the history you want to know. Mm-hmm. History is not going to give you salvation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? History, knowing history is not going to give you salvation. Being able to speak with different uh, different languages and Hebrew or whatever, that's not going to give you salvation. What's going to give you give us salvation? Is repentance through Christ, following the works of Christ. That's what is going to give us salvation. So that's why that has to be the key thing that we have to be dealing with. Because, like we said, a lot of churches are dealing with a lot of different information that has nothing to do with salvation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then the scripture says, I'm going to read this thing. It says, uh, 1 Corinthians 2:13 says, "Which things also we speak, not in the words, not in the words which men's wisdom teach." But which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, you're going to compare spiritual things with spiritual because if somebody's telling us something is of the scriptures, we're supposed to be able to go in the scriptures and compare that and find that in the scriptures. And we have an example. I want to read that example, the one that the brother used all the time in um, Acts 17. Yeah, Acts seventeen and ten. Yeah, because that's there's an example of brothers doing that. If somebody tell you this is a, this is of the words of Christ, mm-hmm. we supposed to be able to go in the scriptures and find it. You know what I'm saying? True indeed. Yeah, let's read that for me. Acts seventeen and ten. <clears throat> Acts chapter seventeen, verse ten, and it reads, "And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night into Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica." In that they received the word with all readiness, all readiness of mind, excuse me, and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were were so. So that's an example of comparing spiritual things with spiritual to see if, if it is if it's true. That's why the scripture said, "Try the spirit to see whether it be of God." You know, try the spirit to see whether it be of God, because many mm-hmm. of those prophets are going out in the world, and that's why you got so many people saying I'm Christ, but yet they're not in agreement with you. So we supposed to try the spirit. Is this is the spirit is of the Lord or not? So I'm gonna look at this again. It's on First Corinthians two, and Paul says, "Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God." And something else I want to bring out on this topic, um, because a lot of times uh, 
people may uh, uh, receive understanding and think that they know they know themselves Christ, but they're not really on a level to really understand. You know, because we still mature on the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So maturity really begins to understand the scriptures. But before I go into that, I want to hit something that we have brought out. Because we want to see something concerning the Spirit. Because the child of the Spirit, whether it be of God. We want to see a couple of things concerning the Spirit. We did read um, Isaiah 29, um, where it talks about the book being sealed. And we went into um, Revelations, where it talks about that Christ is the one that loosened the seal thereof. Mm-hmm. And um, this is also is an, is an example of that. Isaiah 60, and start the first verse. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. 1 2, like we read last week. Okay. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. So the glory of the Lord is supposed to be seen upon us. You know, and when it talks about, you know, like we read about his Holy Spirit, we're going to take partake of his Holy Spirit that we may understand spiritual things. Because the world's going to be all in darkness, and they're not going to have the understanding to receive the um, the gospel. Because mm-hmm. like we read last week, the book is sealed. The book was covered up, and the whole world can't see it. Mm-hmm. So it, so a lot of people are saying that they have the understanding of the Lord, but there's one clear thing the scriptures tell us about the understanding of the Lord. And I want us to look at that. Go to, um, because it says, the, the light shall come. The light, the, it says, arise and shine for, for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. So let's look at the glory of the Lord. Let's look at an example of that. What what that scripture is referring to? That would that that was a prophecy that was going to happen. Go to um Saint John the third chapter. <coughs> when you go there, I'm gonna read verse two. It says, "For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and His glory shall be seen upon thee." All right. Saint John three. Yeah, let's look at St. John's um, the third chapter. Start at verse 19. St. John chapter 3, verse 19. <clears throat> and this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world. So the, over here we read in Isaiah, it talks about that the light is going to come. Mm-hmm. Even though the whole world's in darkness, and they stagger and sleep and stumble, mm-hmm. and they're giving it to Satan because they don't have to understand the scriptures to help deliver them out of the, out of the clutches of Satan. Mm-hmm. The, the scriptures prophesy that light will come. But now it's telling us that this condemnation, because light is coming to the world through our Lord and Savior Christ. Read on. And men love darkness rather than light. But people don't want to deal with the light. Men want to stay in darkness. Why do they want to stay in darkness? Let's read on. Because their deeds were evil. Mm. So it's telling us here that it's, it's giving us understanding that when it comes to the knowledge of Christ, people are going to reject it because they want to continue to deal with evil. So there has to be something about the knowledge of Christ that's going against evil deeds. We can pretty much sum that up. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, read on, on that some more. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest. They are wrought in God. That's verse 21? Yeah. All right. So right there, we get some understanding that when it comes to the knowledge of Christ, that is going to be dealing with us changing our ways from wicked deeds. So if we deal with Christ, 
we can't be dealing with, with evil deeds because the scriptures just tell us that if we come to the light, that our deeds are going to be made manifest. Mm -hmm. That they have to be rough in God. So if somebody says, look, I'm dealing with the light, it's letting us know that the understanding of Christ is dealing with dealing with our deeds, changing our deeds. We can't be saying we're dealing with Christ and say, well, all you got to give him is money and you have salvation. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> or all you got to do is say Christ's name in the Hebrew and you have salvation. You know? <laughs> Or call the white man the devil and, and you have salvation. That's not what the scriptures is, is, is showing us. We got to deal with what the scriptures are showing us. The scriptures are giving us an understanding of what it is going to mean to be dealing with the spirit of the Lord. No doubt. You know, and, and it gives us a very clear understanding. So we have to, like the scriptures told us, you know, search the scriptures to see whether the things that we're being told are true. And this is why Christ is divided because people are not searching the scriptures. And people do not want to deal with themselves. They love darkness more than they love light. And the light is talking about dealing with Christ and following that image of Christ, which is which is uh, pertains to righteousness. Mm -hmm. Let me let me let me let me um, bring out a point real quick. Right, sure. <clears throat> um, in St. John chapter three, where you was at, do me a favor and let's read nineteen through twenty-one again. I just want to bring out another point. Okay. <clears throat> and this is the condemnation. That light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Yeah, so <clears throat> we we know that darkness is going into wickedness, all right. You know, um, Proverbs four, I believe it's four and nineteen talks about that. Um, so the darkness is going into wickedness. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to um, see. They love wickedness. All right, so that's because it says at the end of the, the scripture says because their deeds were evil, so they don't want to be corrected. So it, you, we talk about this all the time. We try to tell people, yo, man, why are you, you know, you got a wife at home? Why are you running around here flirting with these women and trying to get with these women or getting with these women? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear you correcting them about that. They looking at you like you some kind of square or you come from another planet. Like who are you? Yeah. You know what do you mean? This is normal. This is a normal way of life. Let's go to um exactly. Let's go to um First Timothy real quick, right? Because even there's gonna be people in the churches, and God brought it out that they once followed the scriptures at one time. Let's go to First Timothy four and read verse one. Okay. Mm -hmm. First Timothy <clears throat> four and one. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies. First Timothy chapter four verse one. Oh, chapter 4. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Now, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrine of devils. Yeah, because you're going to have people in the faith, brother, that still, you know, they, they, they lost their faith, man. You know what I'm saying? They came in the door seeming like they were strong. They understood the scriptures. And this is going to happen because the Bible tells us this is going to happen. See, the rest of the world out there are already rolling in wickedness. They're, they're in darkness. <clears throat> but when light comes into the world, Christ, meaning knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, comes into the world to give you a key to salvation. You know what I mean? The key to repentance, to teach you how to make it to eternal life. But a lot of people are rejecting it because they want to keep continue doing what they want to do. You know, they don't want to stop committing fornication. They don't want to stop serving idolatry. They don't want to stop, you know, bowing down um, 
during Christmas and, and giving gifts. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to stop going to the mass. They don't want to. They don't want to stop going to that Sunday service um, on Easter Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Celebrating um, um, the fertility goddess. They don't want to stop going right back to the sun god. They don't want to stop, brother. Mm-hmm. So the more and more information you give them, and the more and more you have them examine these things, they still want to reject it because they enjoy it. They're giving heed to seducing spirits because it's a spirit that's inside of them that's working. Yeah. And it's a doctrine of devils. It's coming from Satan. Right? And also, that's, a lot of times when you see people do, doing that, there's a spirit inside of them that want to continue fornicating. Exactly. You know what I'm there's a spirit in them that want to continue uh, doing the things that the flesh like to do. So what mm-hmm. they do, they find a reason to reject the gospel. And to go into some other false gospel where they can continue doing those things. And let, let me just go to this one scripture to, to, to back up what you just said. Second Timothy chapter four and read verse three. Because there were some individuals that was once with us, and they're no longer with us. You know what I'm saying? Because cause, because why? Let's read this. Second Tim, Timothy chapter four verse three. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Yeah, so, all right, this... <laughs> That's why Christ is divided, brother, because we know Christ ain't. But now you're in the doctrine of Christ, right? Christ is saying, yeah, there's going to be something that's going to have the Holy Spirit. And they're going to know that they can't marry a man like a man can't marry a man or a woman can't marry a woman. And now we start teaching this and, and we keep telling them that you can't do that. But for some reason, their lust inside them, they wanted this man wants to be with a man. So he, he's like, you know what? He's finding excuses and he's not coming around no more. So he goes and find a church that's going to accept them. Mm-hmm. You know, they allow two men to come together under Christ's name. Mm-hmm. So Christ is divided because there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now they're giving it. What are they doing? It says they um verse uh at the end of verse uh the second part of verse three, but after their own lust shall they heat to themselves teachers having itchy ears. So let me find a teacher that's gonna teach that and I'll be a part of that congregation and I'll let him lead me because this is what I wanna do. Well they might hear something that uh, that's appealing to them, like, yo, God love. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Love love is love and you, you, as long as you love it, how can you hurt? And then in their own minds, oh, you know what? That makes sense. Forget the scripture where the scriptures tell you that uh, that fornicators should not enter into the kingdom, or where it tells you that uh, what's the other one in Corinthians? What the first Corinthians six where it talks about um, um, uh, six and nine. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or many, many other scriptures. Yeah. Um. Um. Know ye not that the unrighteous are not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what you're talking about? Yeah, then it goes into mention, then it mentions uh, homosexuals. Yeah, be not deceived, neither fornicators, adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abuser themselves with mankind. So it's telling you, abuser themselves with mankind. Mm-hmm. Effeminate. You know, key words that you can look up and, and get an understanding that, yeah, it's pointing out that you cannot lie with a man. Exactly. Yet, in their own mind, they, 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 they reject. The sound doctrine, yeah, like you just read, rejecting sound doctrine and giving heed to fables. Even the part when you go in verse ten, First Corinthians six to ten, this is something because it's funny. It's bringing back memories when I first, you know, um, started hearing, you know, history about the Israelites and you know we're the chosen people. And I'm and then I remember hearing certain things like, well, let me read this first. 
nor thieves, nor covet, nor covetous, nor drunkards, um, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So thieves can't inherit it either. But I remember when I first came in in the, in, in the black Hebrew Israelite camps or whatever, first coming in that, that understanding that what happened? They said, oh, yeah, you can steal from Esau, though. You can take from him. Yeah. You can take from Esau. He's the devil. You can steal from him. Where, where, where's that in the scriptures? But that was, you know, our fault, too, because at that time, did we compare spiritual things with spiritual? No. Because they said that was something spiritual. So exactly. Does the scripture say that's spiritual? No, you can't find that. You can't find the scripture. So we were being fools. Because we were listening to men. Exactly. You know, you can steal from, from the white man. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah, exactly. So um, let's go back. Let's go to um, St. John's 14. This is something else we hit last week, and I want to clarify mm-hmm. something on it. But before I clarify it, I want to bring it out again, because it does make the point of comparing spiritual things with spiritual, and it shows what we're supposed to be dealing with if we deal dealing with the gospel of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, St. John's 14, verse 15. St. John's 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither know him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So when we read in um, 1 Corinthians 2 and 13, or 2 and 12, where it talks about the you know, spiritual things, <coughs> we speak spiritual things that we receive of the spirit. Well, in order for us to receive these things of the Spirit, we have to be doing um, verse 15, keeping the commandments of the Most High. Mm-hmm. So, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments, which goes back with what we read in um, St. John's 3 about light coming in, the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light. And if we want to be in the light, we have to deal with ourselves first, which is keeping the commandments of God. Mm-hmm. So it's all spiritual things being being compared with spiritual things. It's all connected and letting us know that the doctrine of Christ is dealing with us keeping the commandments mm-hmm. and repenting from iniquity, you know, keeping the commandments through the understanding of Christ. So when we start to do these things, then we start to get the Holy Spirit, which is going to guide us in the understanding of the scriptures, as it, as it says down in verse 26. Read 26 for me real quick. Verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. So it's telling us that the, that that spirit that he's going to give us is going to guide us through the understanding. But it tells us something else that where we can recognize that spirit because the spirit is going to have us doing a certain thing within the scriptures. So I want to show, bring, read that out too, um, real quick. Um, verse sixteen, chapter sixteen, verse, uh, verse thirteen and fourteen, real quick. Oh, okay. Uh, St. John 16 and 13. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. That's the part I really want, because it's letting us know that that spirit that we're supposed to have if we if we dealing with Christ, mm-hmm. it's, gonna, it's not only going to guide us in the understanding of the scriptures, but it's going to glorify Christ. And what do I mean by glorifying Christ? Some examples of, of uh, some examples of that glorifying Christ is the understanding that we will that that we will receive of everything in the in the scriptures is pertaining to Christ. 
You, you sure it ain't pertaining to man? Man shouldn't receive the glory? Yeah, and that's another thing. Say he shall not speak of himself. Yeah. Because a lot of men are speaking of themselves and glorifying them or glorifying their church, saying we the only ones that got the gospel, we this, we that, we so-and-so. But the scriptures say right here that if someone's dealing with the spirit, it's not supposed to be glorifying themselves, but it's supposed to be glorifying Christ and bringing forth the true understanding of Christ. You know, and that's something else that people have to look at. Because a lot of people, um, when we look through the world and we look at different doctrines that's dealing with Christ, we see people talking about um, money, you know, um, you know, like brothers did shows on all these other pastors, one of them about uh, Crepo Dollar, where you're not here to be fed, you're here to, bring, um, to, to fulfill me and Taffy's vision. That's glorifying man. That's not glorifying Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, then you got certain leaders that... You got certain leaders that all they do is um is they 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 big up themselves, big up their congregation, big up their their uh so called group. Mm-hmm. But the glorifying of Christ is bringing forth the understanding of Christ and bringing forth you know because Christ brought us on a whole new level of understanding. Uh, even when you look at all the commandments contained in the scriptures, when you uh I want to make sure I explain that properly. When you look at different di- things dealing with the high holy days, it's like the the feast of unleavened bread and uh, uh, the, the feast of tabernacles, the day of atonement, the the lamb and all that. All that is dealing with Christ, and that understanding. A lot of people are not dealing with that understanding or bringing forth that understanding out, which is p- all part of glorifying Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another thing I want to um, touch up to before we move on is. Uh, Let's go to Isaiah 28 and 9, because there's something that, that we read here about that the Holy Spirit shall guide you through all truth. And I know a lot of people in this world say they got the Holy Spirit, and a lot of people in this world may feel like, you know, they don't have to deal with a church, don't have to feel deal with They might read that scripture and feel they don't have to deal with a congregation. I got the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is guiding me through all truth. Because a lot of people have told me that before. I spoke the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, you told us a story about an individual who said, the Holy Spirit spoke to them last night yeah. at 328. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the Holy Spirit told them this. Holy Spirit, is that true according to the scriptures that you know you don't have to do anything? And the Holy Spirit will guide you through all the scriptures, and all you gotta do is uh, take up the Bible in Christ, and the Holy Spirit is gonna guide you. That's not that's not what the scriptures are saying. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no doubt. Let's let's uh, hit that real quick. Isaiah uh, 28 and verse nine. Isaiah chapter 28 verse nine. <clears throat> whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? So with all with with all the darkness that's in the world and the Bible being sealed from the from the world, you know, only the understanding is coming through Christ. Who is Christ gonna make teach understand the scriptures? Who is the Holy Spirit gonna guide through the understanding of the scriptures? Alright, you know? And the doctrine that we're talking about is the Bible. Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Um, for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So I <clears throat> deal with the drawing from the milk and the breast, but it's also shown us that mm-hmm. the, the teaching right. of the Bible has to be according to the Bible. That's precept what read. must be upon yeah. precept, line must be upon line, here a little, there a little. Mm-hmm. I mean, it don't have to be like a novel. But it has to be according to the word of the Bible, the words of the Bible. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what, like we were saying earlier, that's what a lot of people are not doing. They're not going through the scriptures, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. That goes right back to when we read uh, First John's um, four and one, where it talks about trying the spirit, whether it be of the Lord. That's dealing with precept must be upon precept, line upon line. It all brings us back to that. But now, when it talks about them that are winged from the milk. Let's see what's that dealing with. Let's go to Hebrews uh, 5. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 5, let's start at verse 12. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. For when, for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. So it talks about <clears throat> you become when you when you become one that needs to be taught again for for the time when you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. The first principle is somebody teaching you, right? And are become as such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. So when you need somebody to teach you, so the first step is, the first first of all, you need somebody to teach you. Mm-hmm. And this scripture right here, when you look at what was going on here, these men, the Paul's writing to the Hebrews, these men are men that, that are on level to be teachers, but now that Christ came and the understanding of Christ came out, they had to be taught all over again. And the same thing happened with us. I know like with me, I was learned under the doctrine of a so-called Hebrew Israelites for a while. And then when I started dealing with the brothers in, 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 in the, in the um, body of Christ Church, and it was showing me certain things I was dealing with the understanding of Christ, I was kind of like a little baby. Because mm-hmm. the understanding I had about how the Passover was being kept wasn't through the understanding of Christ. It wasn't glorifying Christ like the scripture said the Holy Spirit would glorify him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't glorifying Christ. It was still glorifying Moses. Mm-hmm. The way I dealt with the Day of Atonement, it was still glorifying Moses. So I had need to be taught again. And uh, when Paul's writing this to the Hebrews, the Hebrews, the way they understood the Lord this time, they had a need to be taught again. But the thing is, how many people who have learned the scriptures and learned the scriptures improperly are willing to let men teach them again? You know, because we have a lot of people out there teaching, and, and when you go to correct them or show them something that they're doing wrong, they, now you're hated. Yeah, they, now they're doing part 20 on you on YouTube because yeah, you're trying to show them something yeah. in the scriptures. That's because they got a lot of pride yeah, yeah, yeah. and they don't want to humble themselves down to be corrected. Like, who is you to correct me? And then a lot of these Israelite sets feel as though that because how many years you got in means something. Yeah, exactly. So that rank means so much if you was in it for so many years and then here come a young blood, you know, you know, five years or ten years underneath your rank. And who the hell are you to tell me something? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they, they, they're holding on to pride too much. You know. Matter of fact, let's plot this real quick. I don't, you want to go back to that? Yeah, yeah, we got to. I want to finish this off. This part right here. And then, All right, then. And then Hebrews 5. There's something to connect with this. That's all. But we can, we can finish. All right. Verse 13, right? Yeah. For everyone that uses milk is skillful in the word. Is unskillful. Oh, let me read it again. My bad. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So 
the reason why I went through continuing this because a lot of times um, I remember when I was on the um, the old doctrine, mm-hmm. the understanding was was that uh, meat it means that you dealing with deep mysteries and things yeah, of that nature. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But when you examine <laughs> the scripture. <laughs> I mean, there's one or two mysteries maybe you'll learn later on down the road, but goodness gracious, they took that bad boy way too far. Yeah, the breakdown. Yeah, the breakdown. Yeah, they took it somewhere else. But when you look at the scripture right here, it says, but store meat belongs to them that are full of age. But what makes you full of age, of full age? As you read on, it says, even those who by reason of use mm-hmm. have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So what brings you to full age or makes the spirit want to deal with you, like what we read, it says, whom shall he teach knowledge, is by you having your senses exercised to exactly. discern what's right exactly. and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And not just to discern it, but to make the right choices. choices. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to what Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments, then I will send you that comforter. So, you know, you got to put things in the proper order. You know what I'm saying? Even though, you know, as we're growing, He's having patience with us, but we have to be applying and growing for him to be dealing with us. You understand? That's why right here it explains it clearly. It's not talking about you thinking you know how to break something down, which you probably don't know what you think you know. Exactly. It's talking about you dealing with right with what's right right. choices. Yeah, you making the right choices. You're dealing between right and wrong. And let me say this one thing too, because when you really read that and you read in between the lines, it's dealing with an individual with experience, man. Mm-hmm. It's dealing with an individual how to deal with certain a certain experience in his life. That's how come he could teach other brothers or sisters mm-hmm. how to come out, out of certain situations because he already has experience in that. Exactly. And then now now he, he understands the scriptures and what it means to apply and how you can escape the fiery darts of the devil through the experience I already experienced. Because I fell a couple times already, so I could teach you. Right. You know, just like with Peter... You know, the scripture that talked about Peter, how Satan desired to sift them as wheat. You know what I'm saying? And then remember he said, when thou art converted, strengthen your brethren. You know what I'm saying? Because through his experience, he can strengthen his brethren because of the experience of what he went through. Exactly. And then he started applying. You know, the application came and how he overcame. That's how you're going to discern. You know what I mean? Even, even, I know through my experience, there were certain things when, you know, that I saw myself where situations I went through where I've seen I became weak in those situations like so when those situations come up I know like yo yeah that's how Satan get me he gets exactly. me weak mm-hmm. and and he comes with the same strategy all the time he's not that creative so you know you can see him coming because those same situations pop up again and how are you gonna deal with it are you gonna deal with it the same way or are you gonna or are you gonna endure this time are you gonna fight this time and overcome the situation? And those and being that you went through that thing, you can break it down and explain it to the next man that's coming up and going through the same situation. Yeah, exactly. And it's just Satan is slick, man. You think you got him, and all of a sudden he come a different way though at you, another angle, and then you like, oh snap! I ain't see that one coming. You know what I'm saying? So you know Satan is something else, man. You gotta be aware of his devices, like the scriptures say, and it's really being aware of your lust. And, and, and don't don't put yourself in a booby trap is what it's really saying. That's, that's really the deal right there. Yeah. So that's what that scripture is going into. You know what I'm saying? You know what? How are you gonna discern good and evil, homeboy? You know, like how are you gonna discern it if you you can't even see it coming? You still in the spirit of fornication. You can't. How are you gonna see anything? You in the spirit of fornication. Mm-hmm. 
You can't discern because you in the spirit of evil. How are you going to discern something? And how are you going to teach somebody else about yeah. fornication when you were fornicated yourself? And then you want to talk about you got meat and you bringing down some mysteries and you in the spirit of fornication? You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't make no sense. There's a lot of stuff that, man. You know what I noticed with, all, with a lot of those, uh, mm-hmm. those so-called groups with all these breakdowns? Mm-hmm. Five years later, they got a new breakdown. Yeah. I thought you had the breakdown. Well, five years later, the broke down, the broke down, and switched up. <laughs> you know. <laughs> all right, we are going to six and one because six and one kind of you know put the stamp on it to show you that that is what it's dealing with. <clears throat> Hebrews six and one. Yeah. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. And of faith toward God. So it's letting you know what the what the milk is, or what the bottom, the 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 the, the, the beginning stages are. Mm-hmm. Therefore, laying, therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. And when you look at the principles, it's a word of the begin, word or word of the beginning of. So the beginning of is you have to repent. That's why it says therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. So the foundation, the beginning stages, or the milk, is repenting from dead works. That's the milk. So when it goes into whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine, them that are winged from the milk and going from the breast is, is showing you them that have been dealing with repentance exactly. and have the knowledge of discerning good and evil and have that experience. So it ain't got nothing to do with no breakdown or no mysteries of the the the, the um the seven what is it the seven heads and ten horns and all that yeah, crap. That it ain't got nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with yo. You need to watch out for having malice in your heart towards your brother. You need to watch out for fornication. You need to watch out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you know things like that, but. It's talking about repentance, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not no deep breakdowns. Mm-hmm. So we have to deal with these things, and we have to be around brothers and sisters because that's what brothers and sisters are there for is to help us through those situations. So don't think that you're gonna sit at home and 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 say, yeah, I'm dealing with the spirit, and the spirit's gonna teach me and guide me, and I don't need to go to no class or, or, or deal with brothers and sisters. Let me please bring this up, man, right because when when you, when, when you had Hebrews five. Read, read Hebrews 5 and 12, and then I'm going to go to my scripture. All right, Hebrews 5 and 12. Mm-hmm. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. All right. Now, the reason why I read that first is just to let you know that they, they were teachers at the time, right? They yeah. were teachers, but then... He's saying you need someone to come and teach you again. Yeah, like uh, that brother. What's that brother's name? We're going to it now. Okay. Uh, if this is the one you were talking about. Acts 18. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So reverse, uh, reverse 24. And it just goes to show you, man, you know, and, and brothers that's out here today think they teaching, they wasn't on a level of who we're about to teach, who we're about to bring out right now. You wasn't on his level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right? Acts 18, 23, that. And a certain Jew named... Apollos, born in Alexandria, mm-hmm. an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures. Check that out. Mighty in the scriptures. These dudes out here think they mighty, but you ain't mighty in those scriptures, man. You know what I'm saying? You running around here teaching stuff that you ought not to teach in the first darn place. 
You're out here teaching about stuff that doesn't have nothing to do with repentance, and you're so adamant about what you're teaching, but you ain't delivering no souls to repent. Mighty in the doctrine of men. Yeah, exactly. Read it again, all the way through. Just okay. keep going. And a certain Jew, this is on Acts 18:24. Mm-hmm. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to uh, Ephesus. Mm-hmm. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. Check that out, bro. Right? This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. Read on. And being favored in the spirit. So he was fervent in the spirit, bro. He had a passion, man. All right, read on. He spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord. Check that out. Knowing only the baptism of John. See, people don't understand that this man was still mighty in the scriptures, Mm -hmm. but he lacked it. He lacked. And he still was teaching about the Lord. You darn right. He still was. People were doing. Exactly, brother. You know what I'm saying? Until what? Read the next part. Until verse 26. And the, the thing about the baptism of John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them. Mm-hmm. And expound unto him the way of God more perfectly. See the end part more perfectly? Mm-hmm. All right. Because a lot of people don't understand even that even the things you said earlier, you know, about about the old covenant, the new covenant, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, until John the Baptist, and then here come Christ, because it Christ made it more perfectly, brother. Mm-hmm. He brought it to another level of spiritual understanding. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean this man still wasn't mighty in the scriptures. It's that he just needed someone to come to him and teach him a more perfect way. It's been reconciled through Christ now. Christ is on the scene now, bro. You understand? So now we got to teach the doctrine of Christ. We got to hear ye him. And there's things that a lot of people don't understand when it comes to Christ. That's why Christ is still divided today, because they're still stuck on other on, on other things in the doctrine of men, or better yet, still stuck. And in, in the first covenant, and don't really understand the the, the, the new covenant. Yeah, and that, that was part of his problem. He mm-hmm. was he knew about Christ, but he still was stuck, stuck in certain things that was pertaining to the old covenant. And it goes right back to like it's good you brought the scripture because it brings us right back to the point in Hebrews where it talks exactly. about learned men having a need to be taught again. Exactly, and, and who, he was he was, he was mighty. Yeah. And how many times you'll find somebody that's mighty like that? Because a lot of times people get mighty in scriptures like, and you know, pride, prideful. pride comes in mm-hmm. and you can't tell them nothing. But this man wasn't like that. He was able to, he was able to sit down, open up his mind, listen to what they had to say mm-hmm. and say, and compare spiritual things with spiritual. That's what he did. And he realized, you know what? You guys are right. Wow. And he received knowledge from above. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You finished with that? Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. Please, please, yeah, let me, let me, yeah, let me bring this out real quick. Go to First Corinthians three now. Now, now it's really gonna connect. All right, let's go to First Corinthians. Yeah, let's go to First Corinthians three, and let's start at verse one. <laughs> yeah, let's start there. Why not? And I, brethren, cannot speak <coughs> unto you as unto spiritual, but as that, but as unto cardinal, even unto babes in Christ. Read. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. Keep going. <laughs> For here too, you are not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. Yeah, everything you done brought out, brother, 
You, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> because a lot of people crack me up because they think they real deep. You know what I'm saying? I got to talk to you like a little baby in Christ because you really don't understand. You know what I mean? So, But a lot of individuals can't humble themselves like Apollos to receive that milk because they want you to talk deep into some meat. You're not ready to bear it, my man. You're not really ready to bear it yet. I'm trying to show you what you need. You need to be taught again. You need to, I'm trying to show you something you don't see, but you don't want to see it because you're too deep in your own thoughts, thinking you deep. Yeah, because it's showing you, too, that like what we was going over that, that mm-hmm. is the is the uh, foundation, which is really done with repentance. Exactly. And a lot of people, they don't want to deal with repentance. They want to be deep. They, that's all they want to be. I want to be able to break this down. I want to be able to, what, what about the seven, you know, the, the seven horns and, and this? What about yeah. that? They want to go right to Revelation. That's all they want to do. Because they want pride. They got a lot of pride, and they want to be able to show off and flex. Mm-hmm. But the Mosai said, no. First, got to deal with the man in the mirror, and you got to deal with repentance, man. You got to deal with that. That's yeah, the first step. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's not teaching that is not dealing with the doctrine of Christ. And this is what Paul was bringing out. Read verse three. Bring that out. Let's finish it out. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? So he's breaking it down. He's bringing it out right there, bro. I'm trying to teach you to stop. Having jealousy in your heart. I'm trying to teach you how to stop arguing and striving and fighting. I'm trying to teach you how to stop taking taking the, the gospel of God and trying to divide it. Is Christ divided? I'm trying to teach you not to divide the church. I'm trying to teach you how to operate according to the scriptures. And you know what? <laughs> that scripture right there explains what happened to the Hebrew Israelite churches. Exactly. Because we see our church... We had one church one time in, in Manhattan, New York, and got divided in how many directions? Oh, my goodness. Sliced and diced. Because they were not dealing with this right here. Mm-hmm. They were not dealing with the doctrinal intentions. Because you want to know they why? Deep, though. They want to be with me. They want you to talk to them with me. They ain't want no milk. Who are you to come and correct me? I'm mighty in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. They want to deal with the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. So now let's move on, though. Read, uh, read verse 5 now. Four. Or okay, four. For while My one bad. said I am of Paul, mm-hmm. and another I am of Apollos. Are you not cardinal? All right. So this is this is, and even what you just said, brother. This is some deep stuff for people that know the division of the church. See, I wasn't there at that time when the church you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But we had our little inky dinky little breakup or whatever, you know, compared to that. But yet and still, still was divided. It was still the same cause. Yeah, it's still the same cause. And and, and, the, same cause. and the same dude. <laughs> but anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, is that, you know, the whole point I'm trying to make, brother, is when you read this scripture right here, it shows you that men are deeds. Men got envy in the heart. Men got a, a plan. They plotting. You know, they striving. They causing divisions. But when it's happened, yo, I'm down with Paul. Yeah. The other one said, no, well, I'm down with Apollos. So it's no different. We could switch different names today and put different names and faces, but yet it's the same spirit behind it. Because what happened back then, it was one group. I'm down yeah, with Marriott. That's it. I'm down with Marshall. Exactly, brother. You know, or we can take it into the Christian world. Exactly. So this is the spirit that we're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? So you can change the faces and the names, but yet it's the same demon. The same demon. Yeah. So now Paul is trying to teach them to, yo, be aware of this demon. Can't you see the breakup? Can't you see the splits? Can't you see what's taking place? Be aware of the demon that's coming. 
Remember you said earlier, yo, I got experience in, in, in certain certain um you know certain things in life through my experience. Cause see the demon coming before it comes. This is what Paul trying to teach them because he see it breaking apart. He see it happening, right? Let's read on. Verse five. Who then is Paul? And who was Apollos? So now he's breaking it down like, listen, they got nothing to do with us. Why are y'all making it about men? Yo, I'm breaking up with Paul. Well, shoot, if we're breaking, well, I'm breaking up with Apollos, yo. What does it, it matter who you down with and who you rolling with? Because it ain't about Paul, it ain't about Apollos. But see, the thing, too, I'm glad you read that scripture about how Paul was mighty in the scriptures. Apollos, Apollos yeah. was mighty in the scriptures and, and, and eloquent in speech and all that. Mm-hmm. Because men see that. And fall in love with that, and man. They fall in love with, you know, they, they, they look at that as something to be worshipped. Exactly. And something to admire and be like. Mm-hmm. But what Paul is going to bring out, even even Paul, Paul's a great man. We see how the Spirit, the spirit man, reveal all kinds of things to Paul. Exactly. The understanding that we have now in, in, in Christ is, was revealed. Most of it was revealed right through Paul. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, yeah. So men were looking at that, looking at these men, and putting these men up on a, on a pedestal. Exactly. And looking at them as something to be worshipped. And that's what men are doing now. Exactly. Read, uh, finish that out. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go to an example on that, too, about Paul, how they worship him. But go ahead, read on. Verse 5. Mm-hmm. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom he believed. Check that out, go ahead. Even as the Lord gives to every man. Yeah, because they ministers by whom you, who you believe in. Who are we supposed to believe in, Father? I mean, excuse me, who are we supposed to believe in, brother? I done gave the answer. The Father. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm only a minister of the Father. So why are you glorifying me? And where did I get this knowledge from? Did I make this knowledge up? Yeah, did I write this book? Did I absorb it on my own? Because the scriptures teaches that it's given to us through the Spirit. Exactly. So that's why it says, even as the Lord gives to every man. So what's the most high that made these men great? Exactly. So if these men are great with knowledge, how great you think the Lord is? Exactly. So that's who we really need to focus on. Read on. On verse 6. Mm-hmm. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So that's so deep because Paul, you know, um, brought out, um, or in the scriptures it brought out that Apollos was a mighty man in the scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says he, um, he he watered, you know what I'm saying? But Paul planted, he he planted, he got he was mighty in the scriptures. We see it all day. We just brought it out how the Spirit was dealing with him, bringing out all different kind of things to people. You know, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of understanding that came out, a lot of mysteries, a lot of understanding through Paul. So he also was mighty in the scriptures. So, yeah, he planted, meaning he gave people information and instructed them. And then here come Apollos adding to it to increase their, their knowledge even even the more. Mm-hmm. But yet and still, they still saying, we don't get no credit for this. It ain't us. It's the most high God. So why are you sweating men? Why are you glorifying men again? Read on. Verse 7. Mm-hmm. So then neither is he that planted anything. Man, he's saying, Paul's saying, I ain't anything, because I'm the one that planted. Yeah, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Read on. Neither he that watered. Who was watering? Apollos. Apollos ain't nothing either. Read on. But God that gave the increase. He's everything. He's the one to be glorified, because you said it a little while ago, we're supposed to glorify who? The Most High God and His Son, Jesus Christ. They get the glory. Exactly. We don't get Jack Diddley no glory right now. Our glory ain't going to get here until the Most High God come back with Jesus Christ when he judges this earth. Our glory, we're going to receive the inheritance and the glory with Christ at that time. Yeah. Another thing we have to understand, too, like the scriptures, um, like, uh, for example, Christ told uh, Peter, he said, um, mm-hmm. who do men say that I am? Mm-hmm. And we had people saying he was uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, one of the prophets, <laughs> or, or this person, that person. 
And he told him, he said, who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. And he said, Yo, you, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And he asked them, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. Exactly. So, you know, the reason why I quoted that is because it shows you that it's the most high God that opened up Peter's mind to understand that Christ was the, the Lord and Savior. And he didn't open up everybody's mind to it, but Paul was somebody, uh, Peter's mind, Peter was one of the men that mind who he opened up. Just like every one of us that, that's in this gospel, it's the Father that mm-hmm. opened up our minds to receive this understanding. Exactly. And it's through him that we receive all the understanding that we have in the scriptures. Even though there's men, you know, that we give honor to that that's, that's teaching us through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But it's the Holy Spirit of the Most High that's given us the understanding, so that's who gets all the glory. That's who's given us the increase. And without him, we wouldn't have no increase. I don't even think we're going to be able to uh, play it. Oh, because it's not, it's not doing right? It doesn't look like it. I don't know if I click here, it's going to play. Just try it anyway. Right, we're going to see if we can play. Um, There's something going on with this. Uh, the switchboard? Switchboard. But we're going to try to take a promo break, see if it works. All right. The Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BOCC. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe, take the challenge to see Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake on Thursdays at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key, Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out The Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom. Connect with the Body of Christ Church on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. Follow us on Twitter at the B-O-C-C. And view our videos on youtube.com forward slash the B-O-C-C one. Link with us to learn more about repentance and salvation according to the Holy Bible. Remember what Christ said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls. We pray that the information on our pages guide you towards true repentance to the Heavenly Father in the name of Christ. Shalom.
welcome back. We're going to continue with Is Christ Divided? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, well, basically, it's like, well, you know, we're going to try to pick up where we left off. Um, more than likely, we're going to probably do a, a part three to it because there's so many different angles we want to come at to bring some of these points out, how Christ is divided out here. Actually, the part could go on and on and on and on to the break of dawn. There's like so much to bring out. Mm-hmm. Um, but dealing with a lot of these men out here that's being glorified, how could a man be glorified unless if he doesn't have an audience, he can't be glorified? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the people got to really be aware. Um, that's why, you know, the scripture we brought earlier about, um, you know, dealing with the spirit and, and, and examining the scriptures and comparing spiritual with spiritual to find out if it's what God really wants. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and and what congregation you're dealing with or, or who's teaching you or whatever like that. So we got to understand if it doesn't add up to the scriptures, then you need to run up out of that church. You know, you need to run up from underneath that man that's been glorified as Christ because basically that's what he's doing. He's taking the glory. He's receiving his glory now because in the day of judgment, he's going to receive damnation if he does not repent. Because he's teaching doctrine of man is really from Satan, you know what I'm saying? Because he's not following the instructions of the Most High God. But men are being glorified, and, and that's why Paul, First Corinthians three, brought out, "Don't glorify me, don't glorify Apollos." That's basically what he was bringing out. You know what I'm saying? Um, splits happen, splits occur. Don't follow me, you know. Follow Christ. You know what I'm saying? Don't follow Apollos. Follow Christ. He's just giving an example. You know, it ain't about us, you know, and, and, and it ain't about envying and striving and, 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 and causing divisions in churches. It's not about that, brother. It's about actually the opposite of that. It's about staying together. It's about no jealousy in your heart, no malice. And it's about keeping that jealousy on us. We got envy on us. Mm-hmm. We got anger, we got malice, we got hatred, we got all these spirits we're dealing with, um, lust, fornication, mm-hmm. uh, the spirit of coveting, you know what I'm saying? There's so many demons that we're dealing with that we have to deal with, we have to face. How are you going to set up a church yeah. to deal with those? And it's like church. And why all these plug something in or something. So that sounds better. All right. All right. Um, yeah. Point how Paul was being glorified. Um, oh, now it's coming back again. Wow. Yeah, sometimes it does that. Yeah, I'm going. Give us one minute, please. just want to make sure. Yeah, like you said, it's probably not anything. You know it better than me. All right. All right, Well, Lord's will. Um, Lord's will is um, clear 
Uh, Acts chapter 14, I want to hear that. Um, Just to bring out some points about how Paul was being worshipped and and glorified. So I want to bring this point out. So go to Acts chapter 14, read, uh, read verse 11. Read verse 8 because it brings out the story. Start at verse 8. It brings it out clear. <clears throat> Hopefully it'll stay clear. Okay. As, as 14 and 8. Mm-hmm. And there sat a certain man at Lystra and in his feet being a cripple from his womb who never had walked. So this man was crippled. He never walked. He was like that since he was born. Read on. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly healed him, and believing that he had he had faith, be healed. And even in our Sabbath class, we had um, today we talked about faith. You know, faith, <clears throat> and it's so important. It shows you right here that this man had faith, you know, to be healed. And that's heavy. You know, he really believed. Shows also that you can't if you don't have faith, how you gonna be healed if you don't believe? You can't you can't be believing uh mm-hmm. a bell and, and want the most high to heal you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't believe in man and want the most high to heal you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh the uh, ten mm-hmm. said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. So through his faith he began to walk again. He leaped up and he started walking. And it was all because of his faith. That's the power. Mm-hmm. The power of faith. Read on. Verse 11. <clears throat> and when the people saw that Paul had done, and when the people saw what Paul had done, in the speech of the, the lives of men. Now check this out. <laughs> so, then we start looking at Paul as God. You understand? We start looking at God. Sometimes, brother, you know, other nations outside of Israel, they don't believe in the true God, brother. You know what I mean? They believe in different gods, and they got different ceremonies and different customs and different rites, different beliefs. They got a whole different belief system. All right? Read on. And they call Barnabas Jupiter. <laughs> and Paul Mer- Mercurius, because he was the chief. I'm going to show you these are the planets. We always talk about the sun, the moon, the star, the planets. We go right back to astrology and all these different things. Oh, I hung up? All right. Can you hear us now? Lord's will, you can hear us now. Now you're back. Okay. <laughs> we accidentally connected uh, <laughs> up. Anyway, um, Lord's will, you can hear us clearly. But um, yeah. So the other nations, this is what they worship, brother. They worship the sun, the moon, the stars, the heavens. You know, and they got rites and ceremonies that come with that, and customs and things of that nature. And this is the thing that we have to be careful of. Because even the people out here in this world, this is what Billy was dealing with. He healed somebody, right? Yeah. But it was because of their faith they actually was healed. 
And they looking at him like a god. Because that's their belief system. They believe in a whole different god. Hmm. Many gods. All right, read on. But look how they looked at him as uh, Barnabas as Jupiter and him as Mercurius. But go ahead. Verse 13. Mm-hmm. Then the priest of Jupiter. Wait, hold up. There's a priest of Jupiter? <laughs> <laughs> but this is the customs that they follow. Just like Israel has a priest in the temple and they had sacrifices and did things like that. Well, the same thing was going on for what they believed in in Jupiter. Worshiping the host of heaven. Exactly. Read on. Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought acts and garlands unto the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people. See, he was about to do sacrifice. Mm. You know. Sacrifice unto Paul. Exactly. For what he did. Or what they think he did. You know what I'm saying? Read on. Which when the apostle Barnabas and Paul heard of, heard of they rent their clothes and ran in among the people, crying out. Yeah, because he was saying, wait, hold up. What are you doing? Don't be giving me no glory like I'm a god, me and Barnabas. Read on. And saying, sirs, why do ye these things? Why are you doing this? Why are you putting up these sacrifices? For what? Read on. We also are men of like passion with you. And preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities hmm. unto the living God. So turn away. Them are vanities. What you're doing is worthless. Your way of thinking and your belief isn't the true belief. Mm-hmm. All right? You're giving honor to me. You need to turn away from that. I'm not a God. And give honor to the true creator. And Paul says something heavy, too. He said, we are, we are men of like passion just like you. Exactly. And that's the thing we got to understand, that. Mm-hmm. All these so-called people, even ourselves and all the teachers out there, have like passion, mm-hmm. just like you. Mm-hmm. And some of some of people that you may look up to are, you know, matter of fact, everybody look up to are subject to sin, just like you. So why are you putting them on a pedestal? They need they need the Lord just like you. Exactly. So the Lord is the one you have to look at because mm-hmm. that's the one that's going to help you and that's the one that's going to save you. Exactly. You know, not men. Now read the last part of that. I love this last part, yo. Um, I'm going to read the whole thing again. Okay. Verse 15. And saying, sir, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passion with you and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea, and all things that are therein. Now, why did he make that statement at the end? <laughs> this is what the people got to see. Because they worshiping Jupiter yeah, and Mercury and all this stuff. Um, and he's saying, wait, the Most High God created that. The true living God created that. So if you think that got power and you you believing in this and you doing sacrifices into Jupiter and all these things, the Creator made Jupiter. Made the sun. Yeah, he made everything. So he's like, listen, man, you need to get honor to the creator. You're worshiping something that he created. You know what I'm saying? So how are you going to give honor to that and then try to give honor to me? So always go to the most high God, you know, but read verse 16 and that's it. Who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own way. Just like, come on, just like today. These nations are walking in their own way, but God is saying that way is of the nations. That way is not of Israel's way, man. That way is not of the church. 
But the other nations, that's what they do. They worship Jupiter. They worship the, the, the sun, the moon, and the stars, and all these different things, brother. And, and a lot of these so-called customs mm-hmm. that we have in the world right now that we'll find in the Christian church exactly come from the worshiping of Jupiter and the worshiping of the sun and these, mm-hmm. these pagan customs that the other nations deal with. And, and a lot of people are calling upon Christ, but yet they, they are bound down to these pagan customs. Exactly. And and that's why Christ is divided. And, and in the next part that we're going to do, we're going to go more in detail on what you just brought out. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go like more in detail on some of the things that the other nations do and then how um, the church has adopted it. You know what I'm saying? The true church of Christ has adopted those customs and put Christ's name up there. And they're following all these customs and rites and ceremonies, and then you and then you wonder why Christ is divided, mm. you know, because it's the worship of these other nations, you know. But it's just real. It's just real sad because a lot of people don't have like they don't have patience to study for themselves to find out what it is that God really wants. They're too busy giving in to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And they're not really giving God enough time to work in their heart and to pray and to fast and to read. Everybody want to be taught by man, but don't want to read on their own and don't want to be taught by God. A lot of people don't want to deal with themselves also, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't want to deal with themselves and they don't want to They don't want to put on a price, man, you know. It's so easy to continue doing the things that, the, you know, their flesh like and to think they still saved, you know. That's the easy road, and that's the road they choose. No doubt. Plus, they don't—they don't want to leave the world. They, you know, they like Christmas, New Year's, and all that garbage. Yeah, they're too comfortable. They're too content with the way life is going. So why would they want any interruptions? They, you know, they love their Sunday worship. You know, they love their. Matter of fact, some people don't even go to worship no God. They just worship the lust inside of them. You know what I'm saying? And they just live in the the regular life every day. They live in like it's their last day. They just living it up, whatever that means, you know, they, to their lust. Yeah, they judging by the side of their eyes and the hearing of their ears. You know, they see these uh, fancy garments on the Pope and all that. Oh, I like that. They see the, these fancy churches, um, you know, the structure they have. They have a lot of these Christian churches have a lot of structure, you know, from the from the leaders on down, and they like that. So they think that you know all these people that's following this way can't be wrong. All these people, and they they following, and they still are saying it's okay to be homosexual, or it's okay to keep Christmas, it's okay to keep all these pagan days, and you got all these people following it? It can't be wrong. It can't be wrong. We got the numbers. Yeah, we outnumber. That's why, yeah, see, that's real sad, man. Cause there's, even, there's a lot of reasons that you yeah. know, we, can't, we can't, like, pin it down to one. No, exactly. But we know it's a spiritual thing, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a spirit of the Lord. got got to open up your mind to see and, and bring you in the gospel. I want to bring up uh, another point um, real quick. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. There's something, something you even said uh, earlier, but it also... Um, it relates to everything we're really kind of talking about. Um, read verse 18, Romans 1 and 18. Romans 1 and 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. 
Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it unto them. Yeah, the reason why I'm going to the scripture is it also brings you back, when you go back into the history of the Old Testament, where, you know, all different kings of Judah, kings of Israel, they all had the truth, which they had the word of God, but yet they still was keeping the customs of the other nations, brother. And they still was walking in their own lust, being disobedient. You know what I'm saying? And the whole thing is, we have that going on today. We have a lot of people so-called holding, excuse me, holding the truth, being holding the instructions, being the Bible, but yet they still follow the customs of the other nations, yeah. or following the customs of their own lust to their benefit. You know what I mean? Just like you got these churches with prosperity doctrines. If me and you wanted to, brother, we could go right into that same field if we wanted to and make millions of dollars, brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what the people want to hear. The majority of the people want to hear another Creflo. They want to hear another T.D. Jakes. That's what they want to hear. Yeah. A Leroy Thompson, you know, money coming to me right now. They want to hear that because they want money. You know what I'm saying? So why wouldn't they want to hear that? So Even though the scriptures clearly, mm-hmm. clearly tell us that we're not supposed to be dealing with that spirit, not fulfilled in lucre. Mm-hmm. You know, many places the scriptures speak against that, but yet people hold the Bible and still go into that spirit. And and that's how when you read verse uh, Romans one verse eighteen, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because a lot of people, like you, like we just, like we're bringing out now, that hold this Bible, and they bring out things that do not, that is not contained in this Bible, and said that it's of God. Now that's dangerous, brother. That's real dangerous, and that's why the world, and that's why, as we know it, Christ is being divided because of that. And it's like a never-ending story because there's religions that's breaking up, splitting up into different sets and. Different kind of, you know, beliefs in Christ and is just different shapes and forms. And they got different rites and ceremonies and customs that they follow and that they make up. And some people just come as you are doctrine and you don't have to change. You know, you could come as you are. Yes, come come to our church as you are. But you're going to learn something on how to clean yourself up and purge yourself and get rid of them demons. You're just not going to keep coming as you are and stay as you are. You're going to come as you are, but eventually grow into the doctrine of that new creature in Christ. Exactly. And that's what we're supposed to teach when we hold on to the truth. Yeah. There's got to be some kind of change in you. Because that's what you see in the scriptures. That's what they taught, you know. Repent and believe in the gospel. You know, so, so that's, that's, that's the example that we have in the scriptures. So that's the example that we receive from Christ. So that's the example that we have to follow. And anybody that's not following that example is not bringing forth the doctrine of Christ. Exactly. Let me bring out one more thing, um, one or two more things. Because I didn't really want to go into the other things. I will, I'll hold off for the next part. But just going with the flow. Let's go to uh, let's go to Mark. And that's why you got to keep in mind, you got to keep in mind all the time that the topic is, is Christ divided. We got to keep that in mind every time, you know, mm-hmm. we keep bringing out these points because this is what it's all about. All right, so let's read Mark chapter 1 and read verse, uh, read verse 14. Even though a lot of us in the church, in the chat room, on the phones, you know, things of that nature, we know this scripture like the back of our hand. But let's read this. Now, after that John was put in prison, 
Jesus, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. So Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. This is Jesus, brother. The kingdom of God. That's awesome. Teaching you how to receive eternal life and to receive the promises that was given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all the way down to the children of Israel. That's heavy. And this is what everybody that say that they mm-hmm. are minister of Christ. Mm-hmm. Or that they teaching the doctrine of Christ is supposed to be dealing with. Because this is what Christ is dealing with. So how can we be dealing with something different than that? Because Christ is divided. So let's read the next scripture. <laughs> and people out there that may be dealing with a church, if your church ain't dealing with this, mm-hmm. there's a problem there. Because, hey, like the scripture said, try the spirit whether it be of God. You know, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Compare it. Make comparisons. Are they dealing with this? They say they're spiritual. Are they dealing with the Bible's dealing with? Exactly. That's heavy, right? Mm-hmm. But let's read on. All right. Um, read 14, 14 and 15 together then. Chapter 1, verse 14. Mm-hmm. Now, after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the kingdom, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. So, how are we going to obtain the kingdom of God? By repenting. So, this is Christ speaking, and he's telling us how to enter into the kingdom. There is no other way to enter into the kingdom of God but by repenting. There is no shortcut. There is no other way. You know what, too, man? It seems like this, um, that word repent is like hit. Mm-hmm. Even though we know it's not hid Because we read it all through the scriptures But it seems like for some reason it's hid mm-hmm. And the reason I say that Because we can go all the way back Into the prophets and everything And constantly see the same word Constantly coming out yeah. You know, we go Every time Israel catching um, hell Or going to captivity We see the same thing being cried by different prophets But it seems like people still don't see it They still don't see that word repent Mm-hmm. They still see we the Israelites. They still see money cometh right now. They still see <laughs> I want to be rich. I, I'm, I'm supposed to have money. I want. I'm supposed to have the fatness. They still see we're gonna get Esau. Esau is going down. Esau is gonna be killed. Esau this. Esau that. But somehow people still keep missing that one word that's all through the scriptures that Christ came and preached the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and came out saying, "Repent ye." For the kingdom of heaven is at hand, mm. and that's the thing that we need in order to all, like we said earlier, all that knowledge about the Illuminati and you know the history and all that. All that is, I mean, if you want to deal with that, you want to you know add that as a little appetizer to your cup. You know that's that's okay, but you can't you cannot avoid this right here yeah. because you have all the knowledge of the Illuminati. You can know the Hebrew backwards and forwards, which, you know, that's the Babel of that, of that language is even Hebrew. Exactly. If the, if the pronunciations are correct. And even the name, getting caught up in the name, and you don't even know if that language is even on point. You know, those things, yeah, those things. And people talk about they know Hebrew, man. Mm-hmm. If I gave you a language, if I gave you a sentence right now in English to, to quote it back to me in Hebrew, I, I, I bet you money you wouldn't be able to quote it back to me. You, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be stuck. You're gonna have to give us, a, give them a minute probably to, to really say it. Yeah, you know, you may know certain words, but you, you're not a fluent Hebrew speaker. Yeah. 
or what or what you think is Hebrew. And if you are fluent, and you could be the most fluent on earth in that. The scriptures that talk, talk about that. So what? Is that going to get you into the kingdom of God? Nah, but charity will. Like the scriptures say. The, the breakdown of Illuminati no. will get you into the kingdom of God. It sure won't. It's the breakdown of the history of the African American or the Indians. Well, you name the whole, whatever history you want to name. Yeah. The whole history from backwards and forwards. The dark ages, you know, all that. You could break down Hebrew, Greek. Um, you know what I'm saying? All that. It don't even matter. Is that going to get you into the kingdom? No. Nah. What's going to get us into the kingdom is the doctrine that Christ just brought out here. Well, we just right here, brother. You got to repent. Exactly, exactly. Let me go to this scripture. That's, that's what's going to keep Christ from being divided. Exactly. Let's go to this scripture before we end it. We're going right back to the scripture that we start off with, uh, or or the whole session is really about. First, uh, First Corinthians chapter 1, and let's read... Uh, Let's actually start at verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 12. Now this I say, that every one of you said, I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. All right, stop there for a minute. So I'll just sum it up, you know, as we end it, because we said earlier, you know, Paul already brought out, Paul ain't nothing, (laughs) Apollos ain't nothing. Mm -hmm. And right here, we're even talking about Cephas, which is talking about Peter. Peter ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? And then it says, an eye of Christ. But we know Christ is all, and Christ is everything. It ain't about the other men, right? Exactly. All right, so let's read on. Verse 13. Is Christ divided? So is Christ divided? He named all those other men, and then he named Christ with that. But let's see what it's saying, guys. Was Paul crucified for you? So stop there. So this is the question you got to ask yourself. Was T.D. Jakes crucified for you? Was Creflo Dollar crucified for you? Was Tahar crucified for you? You understand what I'm saying? Was I crucified for you? Was, you know, was, yeah. It was, exactly. And, and any other of these uh, people out here in the world, you know what I mean? Were they crucified for you? You know what I'm saying? And these are the things you got to really understand. And this is what is really being brought out. Because at the end of the day, you're either going to believe what Christ said, or you're going to believe what your pastor said. Because that, this is what it's really boiling down to. It's boiling down to you glorifying man or you're going to glorify Christ. Because this is what Paul's really bringing out. Okay? Did Tahar die on the cross for you and shed his blood for you, homie? You understand what I'm saying? Did T.D. Jakes die on the cross for you and shed his blood for you? Or the comforter? Or anyone? You know what I'm saying? No, he didn't. But Jesus Christ did. He laid down his life for you. So what are we supposed to do? Give honor to Christ. Not to man. And that's what it really boils down to at the end of the day. No doubt. No. But read verse 13 all the way through and then we'll... Is Christ divided? Mm-hmm. Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? That's heavy. Were you baptized in the name of Paul? <laughs> so Paul keeps trying to reiterate that it ain't about me. It's not about me. Stop sweating me and putting me on a pedestal. You know, we just finished reading a little while ago how they was getting ready. They got oxen and garland and all this stuff. Want to sacrifice into Jupiter, the priest of Jupiter and all this for Paul. Yeah, that spirit always been in our people, man. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way back, like we said last, you know, last week about, you know, they wanted to, they wanted the king. Mm-hmm. They didn't want the Most High to rule over them. And that spirit is still there where they want some some man to 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 be a ruler over them. But the Most High said no, that the ruler 
is going to be his son. That's right. So it's going to be Christ. I got one scripture too. I'm going to read. This okay. Right here. I don't know if you have any more. No, no, we straight. That was the last one. If I can find it real quick. This is our, um, Hosea 1. I quoted last week, but I didn't read it, but I want to read it now and want everybody to get an understanding of what this is really saying. You better read it quick because we're going to have a little bit of time. Hosea 1 what? It started 10, 10 and 11. Verse 10. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. And this thing is being fulfilled. It was fulfilled during the time of uh, when uh, Peter and Paul, when the brothers went out in their ministry mm-hmm. to, the, to the scattered Israelites. It was fulfilled then, and it's also being fulfilled now because we were told that we were Negroes and, and everything under the sun, um, mm-hmm. Indians and this and that. Now we're finding out that we are. The children of God. Yeah, the children of God, right? Mm-hmm. All right, then shall the children of Judah and the children of Israel be gathered together, <coughs> excuse me, and appoint themselves one head, and they shall come up out of the land, excuse me, out of the land, for great shall be the day of Israel. So that one head that we are going to appoint is not talking about these so-called leaders that, <laughs> that are claiming to be heads of all these churches. Exactly. That one head is the Lord and Savior Christ. That's right. That's our one head. You better believe it. And that's who we're going to be. Uh, unite under. And with that, you ain't got anything else, brother? No, that's hot right all there. Right. We're giving all praises to the Most High in Christ for the understanding. And thank you for tuning in, brothers and sisters. And until uh, next week, we say shalom, and may the Most High in the name of Christ bless you. Shalom. If you would like to contact us or learn more about the Body of Christ Church, you may do so by calling, emailing, or by visiting our website. Our telephone number is one eight seven seven eight seven one one seven one two. Our email address is bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Ureach is the letter U, followed by the word reach. So that's bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Our website, thebocc.com, contains our telephone number and email address, as well as audio and video, biblical lessons, and other information geared toward edification in repentance and good works. Again, our website address is the DOCC.com, so please feel free to connect with us today.